Welcome, welcome, everybody. Podcast people, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, all extraterrestrial people. Man, NBA Finals has completed, and uh, we're kind of late on this. It's my fault. I fucked up yesterday. But how y'all doing? Low. Uh, do this again, bro. I didn't even introduce the podcast. I am a horrible host. How y'all doing, man? Yeah, Welcome back to no, the no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm not, I'm not cutting that out. I'm not cutting cut that out. out. Oh. If you don't cut that out, I mean no, you're I'm funny. Not. I'm not, I'm not cutting it out. podcast, otherwise known as the LeBron Making Too Many Excuses podcast, man. We got a lot to talk about today, man. Super, super excited. I kind of delayed the podcast till today. I don't know what happened. We need to stop delaying it, though. We need to just keep coming out with straight fire. Uh, shout out to everyone supporting, dropping them five stars on iTunes. I... Lo is a lazy guy, right? So I finally reached out, and we were trying to get the podcast on Spotify because that would be wavy as well. Lo, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what up, podcast people? One and only legend of winning, ain't, aka ain't Lo. Up. What a face ass. Yo, um, at the, it, I mean, technically speaking, this won't be late. It's just that we didn't put one up. We didn't do a podcast in the middle of the week yeah. because it was obviously the in the middle of the um, finals. However, after this podcast, which I, I'm more likely, I mean, we're recording this at like. 9 30 at night so i mean i'm probably going to upload this on sunday and we'll be back on schedule every sunday and, and then uh, obviously the middle of the uh middle of the week podcast but um yeah man nba finals just ended and i'm not really you know it really wasn't all that so so, well, so. Let's, let's talk man so on our last podcast we talked about game one and two since then three and four happened is the first sweep in a decade we've seen in the nba finals Honestly, I don't even. This is the first time I even remember a sweep. I don't know why. Because when they brought it up in the broadcast, I'm like, "What? There was sweeps in 2007?" <laughs> I just made yeah. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron was that was the yeah. When he was on the Cavs in 2007. He got swept. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot to unpack, and and we'll start with just overall thoughts. Then we'll dive deeper. Low. Uh, the Warriors sweat, and you called the sweep. I thought at least the Cavs would take one. But what's on your mind, man? Um, wait, wait, what? I almost had to sneeze. Go ahead. Wow, you, you, the fact that you interrupted me because of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I call it sweep just because after game one, it just felt like there was no way that the Cavs were going to be able to come back and and get a game and, and be energized enough to feel as if they were going to win a game after they were so close to winning and then dropping the ball. Uh, and game four really kind of wrapped up how the series. Was was inevitable was inevitably going to um, be ended with. I mean, I, I didn't see that much energy from the Cavs. The first quarter they had some energy, but it was really spotty. The second quarter was kind of spotty as well. But after the third quarter, it was it was very clear that the, the Cavs were kind of done, and, and there were no there was no no more fight in the Cavaliers because um, again it was just inevitable. So um, talk so, to me about that because a lot of people I saw Stephen A doing this, and and he's not the only one. That criticized LeBron and maybe even the rest of the team for quitting. Uh, we'll talk about the injury and all of that stuff, but we need to keep fire extinguishers and whiteboards, blackboards away from these athletes, bro. I'm tired of them punching things out of anger. I could get, it gets emotional. But when you put into context Russell Westbrook slapping the fuck out of a fan's phone because he was sticking it in his face to just a self-inflicted what seems like injury to LeBron's hand. That's, we'll get into that a little bit later. But it, it just seems like the the Golden State Warriors have accomplished to the Cavaliers what the Cavaliers accomplished to the Raptors. And that's being able to demoralize the team. So 
Let's just put it like this. I'm not a sports psychologist. <laughs> your, team, your, te- your team is so trash. The fact that you even brought them up. But go ahead. No. <laughs> I, I, so, someone someone uh, replied to me on Twitter. He's like, hey, stop talking about the Raptors so much. But, I mean, it's, it's relevant. They play against the Cavaliers. So, what I'm trying to say is this. Low. The Raptors are used to getting beaten down by the Cavaliers. So, it's almost a given that when they play the Cavaliers, regardless of how much improvements they've made or whatever, the core is still the same. And and they go up against the Cavaliers with this inferiority complex. They don't actually believe they're going to win. I think Golden State has just now accomplished that same thing against the Cavaliers. We can establish that the 3-1 comeback was a complete outlier. And you could even make arguments and excuses as to why Draymond didn't play in Game 5. Whatever the case. That stuff is irrelevant right now. LeBron looked like he knew he wasn't going to win going into Game 4. You can even argue he felt that way going into Game 3. But the way I saw them play defensively is what worried me. Because it was like nobody was willing to close out. There was times where LeBron was just letting Stephen Curry sprint back to the three-point line. Even though we know. And we're not even scouting, low. We're just fans. We know when Stephen Curry passes the ball or even off of inbounds. He's coming off screens and sprinting to that three-point line. So when he's having a good game, it just doesn't make sense. It just felt like there was a massive lack of effort. And I don't care if you get swept. I don't even care if you get beat. You you have to try till the end, Lo. And I saw them quit well before that, and I thought that was pathetic. I thought that in that moment that Adam Silver should click the shit from Men in Black, go back in time, remove conferences, so us as the fans could get the finals we deserve, and that's the Houston versus Golden State. It was actually an entertaining series, 1-7. to seven, Golden State pulled it out in the final two quarters. What we saw in the NBA finals was a disgrace. If people are going to make arguments and excuses as to, well, the, the refs and the, is so biased and rigged because they just want the Cavaliers and the Warriors in there every single year because they have the biggest players, that doesn't make any sense. They don't want sweeps. They don't want it to be boring. They want it to be entertaining and interesting. No such thing as rigged. It's impossible to rig a live sports league. So many idiots actually believe that shit, though. It's crazy. Like, you'd think that people are just playing around, memeing. Oh, I just saw it live. It's rigged. Sorry. You know that uh, Aisha Curry meme? But, uh, unbelievable. I feel like I was cheated out of an interesting NBA Finals. And after Game 1... I was tricked into believing that I was actually going to get an interesting NBA Finals. And here we are after Game 4, looking at Nick Young talk about all his celebration shenanigans in the locker room. Happy JaVale McGee got a ring, of course. The two right there. But, uh, Lo, what's, what's your thoughts on that, man? Did, did LeBron quit on the team? I know you, you had to have seen. There was countless plays that was outlined on I, Twitter, but even more than that. I don't want to say quit on the team because... That's that's a bit of a stretch. I just, I just felt like again, like and I said this in the beginning of, you know, when or not maybe not the beginning of the second game, but I I definitely felt like at the end of the first game, the way that they lost and, and the way that everything was setting up after you lose a game like that, that like there's just no way that you're going to. But there is a way because we've seen the no, Iversons and no, the Kobe's do it. There is a way. There's not, there's not, there's not a way when you're, when you're down, when you're that much of an underdog and you're able to steal a game like that and you still, and, and you still end up like, you're, you're still massive underdogs. There's no way that you're going to try to come back and, and believe that you're going to win, especially by the time game four rolls around and it's, and you're like in a massive that's, deficit. I think that's you thinking as a fan, bro. Cause I, like, if, for any people who've been athletes in, in any sport, I don't care how bad your team might be to the outside world. When you're on that team, you believe you can accomplish anything on that team. Let Look, alone- I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but I I've, I vividly remember and I watched Kobe 
not give a give a damn about what what happened in that Phoenix Sun series in Game Seven. I vividly remember that. Could you could you go into detail, good sir? When they when when they were up when the um what was the team the the Lakers were up three one against the Phoenix Suns. I think this is the first round in two thousand and seven, and they were they were going to lose the next three games to the Suns. And in Game Seven, when people just thought that Kobe was going to go off. He didn't go off. He was extremely passive and he was nonchalant. And many people will claim that the reason why Kobe was um the reason why Kobe was playing like that is because how many people in the media was criticizing him about, you know, his style of play and how it wasn't how it was actually hurting them when Kobe felt like his style of play was the only reason why that they were winning or they were in a in a situation to win. Mm-hmm. And so Kobe was Kobe was just like, yeah, fine, if y'all want me to pass, I'm just gonna pass. And he was being very passive aggressive. In that situation, but regardless of what it, however he felt, it, it just got to the point where it kind of just overwhelmed Kobe and was like, man, we, we're about to just, you know, we're, we're about to, we're about to lose a series, despite the fact that we were so close to actually winning the series. And so, and I'm not necessarily saying that I'm not giving LeBron a pass. Let me be extremely clear here. I'm just, again, just trying to provide context here. I, I just don't feel like there was ever a point in that series where I felt like they had a chance to win. And once they blew game one, I definitely, just as a person, I knew for a fact that they were not going to give a damn about that series after that. Because there was just no way that they were going to win. And it's not just LeBron, I don't think. I think more than anything, it was the rest of the team first giving up. Uh, We saw Rodney Hood show out, but honestly, he really was just doing it for the contract. We saw players like Joe. Lo, I've never seen a player fooled like Kyle Korver, man. And I'm going to just say it. That guy was playing like a straight up bum. Just missing all his shots, was making the wrong passes. Like, it's crazy because literally in the Celtics series, the Raptors series, who they play in the first round? Pacers series. We were seeing him come off off ball screens, contested in people's eye, knocking shit down and ones. And we're just like, this is the Kyle Korver we know, one of the best shooters in the NBA. And, and to see him just fold in the finals in what was probably the most pathetic display of all of LeBron's teammates came from Kyle Korver. And, and I mean, shout out to Kevin Love because I think he stepped up throughout it. He was doing a good job of just playing his game. And uh, he definitely wasn't doing that in the first series versus the Pacers. For, for him to pick that up, and I don't know what LeBron told him in the locker room. I don't know what the case is. But if I'm LeBron, I'm frustrated because now it's going to look bad for him and his legacy. But two, you can begin to make the argument, and I'll make the transition low. The second excuse I heard a lot on Twitter, and probably the most popular excuse is LeBron's teammates. Or trash. And we kept hearing it. Well, I'm going to read out a quote um, that someone got from Greg Pop. It was just a few years ago. But uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts about this. And it's, it's pretty relevant to the LeBron James not having any teammates type stuff. All right. Uh, someone asked Pop, is there a part of you that said when they put the Warriors together, what's the point? Almost asking him, like, yo, did you, like, like you, no one's going to beat this team type, what's the point? Popovich replied, not at all. That's your job. What team wouldn't try to put together as good a group as they can? They did a good job. They figured it out and they get credit for it. It's nothing to do with, oh, that's unfair. Life's unfair. Get over it. Go playing. If you want to beat him, do your best to beat him. You do you or don't. And he kind of just went on in in this kind of just similar mindset that you don't really have, what what are you going to do? Complain about it? You got to go out there and do your work. And I think that's what we saw from Houston. They like they put together all they could have. I think me and you could agree if they had Chris Paul, the outcome likely would have been different, especially in that second half. Uh, 
So, Lo, I want to ask, because we talked about this on the last podcast, and I flip-flop positions, saying, like, no, nah, I really I can't. I'm coming, I'm coming to Connors on LeBron's side because his teammates was just doing a horrible job. LeBron loses the finals. What, what, how much of that responsibility lies on the teammates? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll say this to kind of just kind of give a, a broad statement before I go into specifics. And, and maybe it's just because when, when the internet age and people have the ability to go through the box scores and watch replay. And so there's, it's just more understanding to what exactly is going on in the NBA and, and keeping record of p- players performances. The only problem, but the, but the only problem that I have when people can continue to, regardless if you want to make an, saying this excuse or reasoning behind it, I just want people to be consistent with the way that they're criticizing LeBron's career the same way. And I want them to keep that same energy to everyone else. Just be consistent. If you're, if you're going through LeBron's career and you're picking apart games and outings when LeBron's teammates did not show up, which it happens. I don't, I don't want to hear those same people criticize other players throughout NBA history for not reaching a level of success, but they don't do their due diligence the same way they do their due diligence with LeBron. That, that is, that is something that is so annoying and I hear way too often because if you're, if you're doing that for LeBron, you could literally go back in multiple players' careers, recognize when they've played either exceptionally well or met expectations while other teammates underperformed and we still criticize them for their lack of success but for whatever reason and I'm not I'm not saying that it's right or wrong all I'm saying is just keep the same energy and be consistent and do the same thing for other um people when it comes to LeBron and his teammates I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to put so much blame on LeBron because of his his teammates underperforming because his his lack of teammates and his lack of help is the reason why I didn't even think that they were ever going to make it out of the Eastern Conference. That that was a huge reason why I didn't think that they were going to make it past the East. And so, to me, him not having competent help around him and consistent shooters, that, I mean, I I knew I knew that was going to be a problem from the beginning of the season, even when they traded the players, even when they traded all the players again. And even when they went to the playoffs. So that's, that's to me, that's, that's not, that wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and try to, you know, kill LeBron because his teammates didn't show up or kill LeBron. But I mean, there, there were moments in the playoffs and moments in the finals where I felt like he should have been more aggressive, where he should have been more active, where I felt like there's certain things that he could have done that I personally felt like I, I just, I, I personally felt like he, he should have been able to take advantage of certain mismatches. And I could be wrong, and I and this is just me going. But I haven't really gone back yet and looked at the series again. And I don't. I really don't feel like doing it because I just just Why, man? It was you trash. Don't, you don't think it was entertaining? Stop, <laughs> stop. But there there was definitely moments where I felt like he was. I mean, he he was he was being guarded by, by like Curry, and they got the switch, and they didn't take advantage of the switch all the time. And I, I that happens so I didn't, often. And I didn't I didn't understand why that happened because I just felt like. The entire purpose of the entire possession was for Curry to get on LeBron. Then Curry's on LeBron, and LeBron doesn't take advantage of it. To that that part, I, again, I just to be I fair, didn't understand they would what throw doubles on. as soon as that switch happened. And and that's and I understand what you're saying, but at, at some point you just you just have to be aggressive, especially if your teammates are not are not making their shots. I disagree with but that. I, no, I I if you, especially if you're getting to the finals. 
No, I, I, but I, I think he was doing a good job of finding teammates, and then just can Kevin Love hit the corner three? He was. Can Kyle, can Kyle Corver hit the the wing shot? He wasn't. He was just making the right play anytime they left someone open to double team LeBron. And LeBron, they were purposely going for that, right? They were trying to get the screen to get a mismatch. Warriors would see the mismatch, throw the double, and somebody would be open, and it would almost never be LeBron. Now, you can sometimes rely on him to just, like, bully his way through people. And there was plenty of times where I think he was just throwing his hand around like Michael Jordan. Should have been an offensive foul, and he didn't get called for it. But, like, to a certain extent, man, he was getting called for that a lot in Game 4. Like, they weren't letting him by. Like, uh, uh, Sean Livingston was probably the only player on the Warriors anytime LeBron would, like, throw his hand forward to shove him out the way that would actually hold his ground. Every other Warrior player would kind of just flop back and hope they get the call. And it was working. And so you had a position where LeBron, if he tried to be aggressive, was getting called for fouls. But then when he kicked it to his teammates, there was times they weren't converting. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put that on LeBron. But you're right. They, very rarely would there be a switch in Curry's guard and LeBron, and they wouldn't send help. If if in that situation LeBron wasn't taking advantage and being aggressive, then yeah, come on, man, that's like very obvious. Just take the guy; he's a lot smaller than you. Yeah, I and 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 again, so it, like moments like that is where I was kind of frustrated, and, and that's the reason why I wanted to go back and rewatch some of the series and some of those possessions because I wanted to see how the defense was guarding him when Curry was on him. I didn't I didn't necessarily know how the floor was being shrunk. And how they, uh, how they were throwing different defensive assignments once Curry was on him. So I, I didn't want, I don't want to necessarily be outright and just say like he should have taken advantage without being thorough about it. But still, I just felt like if Curry's on you, that, that is what you wanted. And if you can't attack that, then what was the, per- you, you have to find a different way to be successful. But I mean, again, I felt like for the most part, LeBron was still fine. There was never a moment where I felt like he was, this like overwhelmingly disappointing outside of like the last the, the second half of game four where again it just he didn't seem to come across that aggressive um but and so i with that being said i can't necessarily say that it, it's his fault but on the flip side of things I, I even his his the role players his supporting cast whatever you want to call them i never felt like from the beginning of the season until until last night that they were ever going to be good enough to even get to this point in the final. So I, I never even expected them to be good enough to aid him in any possibilities. So I, I didn't, I never even raised my expectations to think that Kevin Love was going to be a consistent second option or that Jordan Clarkson was coming off the bench and going to provide them con- constant minutes or Tristan Thompson or any of these players were going to be competent at any point of the entire series. So I, I, I for me, it went exactly the plan and it went exactly the plan because of the reasons that I thought was going to happen anyway. And that's just that the, the Cavs and they weren't, it's not a good enough team to compete in the NBA finals. If your competition is a golden state warriors, it's just not. All right. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Dom 2k put out a tweet. Uh, I'm pretty sure oh, you we're saw quoting, it. we're quoting Dom 2k now. No, we're not quoting him. He What's quoted, up, he, he quoted Kobe and I thought it was interesting. This is what Kobe had to say about uh, the narrative that LeBron has zero help on his team. It seems like he has some good talent to me. He's got Kyle Korver, who's a great shooter. Jared Smith, who's been a solid player. We focus on his one mistake that tends to overshadow all the things he's done to help the team win a championship before. You've gotten Kevin Love, who was an all-star and an Olympian. And I think this is the point, sorry, if I just get away from the quote, where he was using the word was too much. They were something. They was something. But anyway, that's just one criticism. Rodney Hood, who was a 17-point scorer in the Western Conference. You got Tristan Thompson, who was back to playing like he played a few years ago. He went on to say he's got some workable pieces there, 
I don't understand how, in order to talk about how great LeBron is, we need to... They blanked out the word, but let's just put in a word here for sake. We need to shit on everybody else. That's not okay. Those guys have talent. I don't buy this whole thing that he's playing with a bunch of garbage. Now, that is how I perceive things the entire season up until the finals. How... Rodney Hood was out there balling, one of the top scorers for the Jazz, and they were a playoff team in the Western Conference. He comes to play with LeBron, and now he's trash. How Kyle Korver is one of the greatest three-point shooters in NBA history. Now he comes to play on the Cavaliers, and now he's not performing as well. How is it that when Jordan Clarkson is one of the best guys for his value, he has a fantastic contract, now he comes on the Cavaliers, and he looks like a bucket. How is it that all these players are coming on this team with talent, and then it just seems like their talent disappears? It disappears on sight. And that was my frustration because it felt like LeBron at the core was at some way responsible for that. Or maybe if it's not LeBron, it's the way the team runs their offense and it's the coaches. And so it took until the finals for me to kind of get rid of that mindset because there is so much evidence to prove that like this guy is doing and he's passing. It's not even like he's hogging the ball, right? He's passing the ball and he's making the right play and he's the biggest magnet in the NBA. And so if his teammates can't take advantage of the defensive breakdowns that LeBron causes just by being a magnet, by being who he is, and making open shots, just you can't possibly put that on LeBron. I do agree, though. I'm about to say, I I still think that there's some validity to what Kobe's saying. I I agree there's validity to the point where he said... Well, you go ahead. I want to see what you have to say. I know. I I think there's a validity to it, and it's a theory that I've had, and it's a theory that many people have had. And some people just don't want to say it because they feel like it may be... Like just te- attempting to tear down LeBron and people obviously don't, they don't want to be accused of, of hating on LeBron or some people probably don't care. But to me, and I, and I've, I've said this before and I, I've said it while talking to other people and I, I've said it, I feel like I said it on Twitter as well, but I, I, I don't really know of anybody who's gotten better while playing with LeBron. And I think that that is, I disagree. I mean, you, can say, you, you, you put, you can put the Kyrie, but. I, I, as a whole, players do not get better while playing with LeBron. And I don't necessarily know if that's a LeBron thing, if that's a system thing, or, or it's a combination of both, but something happens when players play with LeBron. And I don't think he makes his teammates better. I think he gives them easier shots, but that doesn't necessarily mean they become better individual players. Okay. And, and my whole theory behind it is that when you construct an offense that is simply based off of LeBron creating everything, every, everything for everybody on a team, regardless if it's a backdoor cut, regardless if it's a post up play, regardless if it's a wide open three. What ends up happening is that players become so dependent on someone that they end up becoming themselves dependent on, not just dependent on the player, but maybe to a degree, no, you're Rodney right. Hood, maybe to a degree, Rodney Hood, maybe even if you want to make an argument that he wasn't that great in, in, in Utah, and when he comes to, um, when he comes to the cell, I mean, when he comes to the uh, Cavs, and he, it obviously starts to show how poor of a defender or how poor of a, or, or how inconsistent of a shooter that he is. However, there are still ways that you can get Rodney Hood active in the game and more aggressive instead of just staying over in the corner and, and just get a ball, get an open three or from sometime try to create at the last minute when there's only three to five seconds left on the shot clock from a penetration, like, to, to me, that, that doesn't, 
And, and, and that's also a bigger problem why I don't necessarily know where LeBron is going to go moving forward because if that's the way that the offense has been constructed for practically his entire career, I don't necessarily know how he's going to fit on so the team and how they're I'm going saying. to reevaluate their offense. So we'll get into this a little bit later, but everybody's saying... But well, well, before, before, you, before you keep going, I do want to say this. The, and again, this is where we have to be consistent because Kobe was on teams and, and, and I know people act like Kobe was just on his super team in his second... Um, three, when he went to the um, championship three years in a row and won back to back championship, he was not on the super team. He was not on a team where it was a plethora of stars. Quite frankly, it was just him and Powell. And even when they got Powell, even though Powell was obviously way better than Kwame Brown, it's not like Powell had done anything. He was like, he was like 82 overall. Like he wasn't, yeah, that's he what I'm wasn't. saying. It, it's exactly. It wasn't like Powell had done anything in, 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 um, in Minnesota. I mean, with the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. That has separated himself significantly from the pack of other power forwards that were obviously below Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Dirk. So it's it's not like even when he got Powell, that Powell was even that great of a player. And, and a lot of people thought he was Powell was putting up empty stats to begin with, also. But when you consider that Bynum was consistently hurt, was hurt, and Trevor Reza was in and out in in 08 and 09, and he was dealing with. Um, Derek Fisher was like 35 years old at the time as well. And then basically the rest of his lineup were, were full of players that were journeymen who after they left the Lakers are out of the NBA in two to three years. Right. However, they all looked really good with the Lakers. Again, you can make an argument that some of that has to do with Phil Jackson and the triangle offense and how player movement was, was, um, what was utilized for all the players to not just get not just get good looks for themselves, but also to be manipulating the defense in multiple ways so we can get good looks for everyone else as well. And so you you can definitely make that argument, and I, I think it's a valid argument. However, in in the same sense though, part of the reason why LeBron is so great, or at least the argument that many people use, is because of his stats and the numbers that he posts up. LeBron cannot put up those stats if he's on a team. That utilizes offense such as the triangle offense or, or Popovich's ran offense. offense. Yeah, and an actual offense. He can't. He will never put up those numbers because that's that's just how it, it won't function that way. Because the, the offense doesn't function by being heavily dependent on one player. That's just that's right. how actual offenses work. That's and it. so I don't I don't necessarily know how you want to cut it or slice it. I'm, I'm not necessarily again. I'm not necessarily putting all the onus and blame on LeBron. But all I'm saying is. I, I I don't think it's a coincidence that players go with the Cavs or go wherever LeBron is going and they become worse players or they just perform poorly. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's that's a okay. a consistent theme that we've seen throughout LeBron's career and, and there's there's a there's an answer to it that people may not want to recognize. So yeah, there's a trend of players going to a LeBron team. And then performing way below. And it'd be neat if we got like some statistician in the NBA to go into and just see what the, just across the board, what the statistical analysis is looking like, how much percentage is dropping, field goal percentage, or even just attempts and points and rebounds and all of that once they start to play LeBron. But I don't think it has to do with the player in this instance, Low. I think LeBron does require and he has required an offense that's centered around him his entire career. Uh, but when you credit Kobe, I get that, like, he's, like, it's interesting to have a triangle offense with a magnet as fantastic as Michael Jordan or even in the 2000s, Kobe Bryant. But what we've seen is, like, 
like the Shannon Browns of the world, like people thought DJ Mabenga was nice at one point, right? Like Bynum turned into an all-star, went to the 76ers and screwed those guys over. There's plenty of cases of people coming to play with Kobe and then they almost like inflate their value and then they go off to other teams. We realize they're not really worth much. I don't think that's credit to Kobe, though. I think that's credit to the system. And I don't think what's wrong with the Cavaliers is LeBron. I think it's the system. And I think a player as good as LeBron, like Katie has proved when he went to Golden State, can find a way to morph and adapt to any system he'd like. So in the past, it was everybody adapting to the way LeBron wanted to play. LeBron goes to Miami. Chris Bosh is now a corner three-point shooter with Hall of Fame corner specialist. And Dwayne Wade took a backseat. He wasn't handling the ball as much. He would, he didn't have that much of a load offensively. And of course, he hasn't been the greatest defender. So he, he took the, he, he's like the second role. He took the second guy on the team. And Chris Bosh took the third guy on the team. I'm telling you guys right now, if LeBron has any aspirations to go into a championship contender like the Houston Rockets, he is not going to, you cannot have the mindset that he has right now where everything is going to run through him, especially on a team where we have James Harden got the green light. He's going to be chucking up shots no matter what. And then on top of that, we have scorers like Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson. You need to rely on these guys to make consistent shots. The only way you can do that is by giving them the confidence of a green light. You have a shot, you take the shot. And almost like, almost like it kind of reminds me of Chino Hills, the way they run, because they don't think about shots after they shot it. They don't, maybe I shouldn't have taken it. They just take shots. And then they, they go back on defense. They take more shots, go back on defense. Some nights it hits, some nights it doesn't. But I think Houston proved to us that their system works. And I think the Cavaliers proved to us that their system doesn't. So again, I think it comes back to the system, though. Uh, you can make the same case for Russell Westbrook, the system they run in OKC. A lot of players go there, and we've seen some players shine and take steps in the right direction, like Steven Adams. But we've seen plenty of players go to the, the, the Thunder, and then leave the Thunder, and have a much better time. Maybe they just fit better with a different team. Uh, I, I agree with Kobe on, on that part. We shouldn't need to trash LeBron's teammates just so we can, just so we can seriously and sincerely appreciate how fantastic of a run he had. And Lowe was right. If if any player was put in the position that LeBron was put in, and I'm, when I say any player, I'm talking about the Durants of the world. I'm talking about, we've seen Russell Westbrook do it last year. If you put a player in a position where the whole offense runs around them and, and Russell Westbrook can steal rebounds from bigs and it's perfectly fine, and you have the green light of James Harden, you could just chuck up shots whenever you want, you can average a lot of points. You can average a lot of rebounds. Your usage rate is going to be sky high and your numbers are going to look great. But by no means does that mean you are a better player now than the system players that work with and within a good offense like uh, like the Kyrie Irvings, like the Kawhi Leonard's, like the Kevin Durant's and the Stephen Curry's. That's that's at least how I feel. I hope I wish more coaches would do that. I wish they would actually create a system in which the players can have actual ball movement. Like they're moving off ball. Like when sometimes you watch the Cavaliers, it's just stale. It almost reminds me of the Houston. They just walk up the court and then they just really hope they can hit some shots. They hope they have enough talented pieces so that they don't have to worry about running actual offense and they could just out talent the other team. And that usually doesn't work. Usually. But it's, it's frustrating to hear though. The amount of Michael Jordan versus LeBron arguments I've been hearing, I'm just so sick of it from both sides. And it's why we know we shouldn't be comparing these two eras that heavily. There's so much inconsistencies and differences across eras. What are you trying to accomplish? 
when you shit on LeBron's teammates, and and this isn't necessarily LeBron fans. This is low the next tier. We call these guys bronsexuals. And I've been that, seeing that's 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 uh, that's another thing too. I because I, I I'm going to go on a rant as well about this, but I, I do want to be very clear on, on this. It's not really just LeBron fans because right? it's there are actual fans of LeBron who understand basketball and who who un, who know what they're talking about, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But it's the fans that just take it another another step that is just just so like I'm looking at a tweet right now. And it's irritating the fuck out of me because everything about the tweet is completely wrong. So but just go ahead, go. Let's let's make that differentiation. I see a lot of LeBron fans. They love LeBron. They want LeBron to succeed. Get your championships. They watch all his games. Cool. Fans of people all over. But the bronsexuals are a different breed. Now there's probably a few bronsexuals watching this right, listening to this podcast right now. Though these are the guys who, regardless of any evidence. Regardless of any sort of statistical analysis proving otherwise, will always do whatever it takes. Whether that means shit on teammates of LeBron, whether that means uh, skew the truth, whether that means sometimes just spitting out straight out lies about other players, just so they can propel LeBron James to this new height. And he's the goat. He's and it's fine if you think he's the greatest of all time. I think he's put together a resume good enough where we can start having an argument. But it's it, we get to a level where they don't even care about logic. They don't care about evidence. They just want you to know that their belief is true. And that regardless of what you say to prove otherwise, they are so entrenched in their own mind, their thoughts and their beliefs. They are so toxic. And that's probably the most frustrating part is they don't let anybody have an opinion but people that agree with them. And these guys, low, they're all over the internet now. And they're spawning like wildfire. And it's driving me crazy because I can't, I can't just scroll my Twitter timeline no more, low, without seeing one of these brawn sexuals just having some sort of argument, just all these slurs and this player is trash. And if you think this player is good, then just kill yourself. That's the type of rhetoric I'm seeing. I can't even have a peaceful scroll across my timeline no more. And I get it. You're a huge fan of the guy. All right. I was a huge fan of Kobe, but there's limits. All right. You got to reach a limit where you don't go any further and the toxicity stops. And I'm seeing it more and more, Lo. It's it's driving me up the wall, man. I just, I'm muting conversations at this point of people who are just having these arguments, man. It's driving me insane. Um, And also saying that I also want to, I want to kind of transition to the whole, I mean, unless you want to talk about the the broken hand sexuals are on TV. Isn't that crazy, Lo? Yeah, I know, which is crazy. Cause Brian, cause Brian, Brian Windhorse is definitely getting on my nerves as well. But are you, are we, are you, are you going to talk about the broken hand thing as well? Or, or okay, so gonna, we'll, we'll dive yeah. into that. It was one of the yeah. quote unquote excuses used. Uh, we'll let you, you start it off though. Uh, look, I, because, well, I, it's just, it's, cause this, this tweet is like really just irritating the hell out of me. But Should you read it. I want to, I want to, let's irritate everybody listening, man. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's not really, it's not like something you just had to kind of, kind of look at it, but it's like, um, somebody, I don't know, he, he's verified, but he tweeted out, competitive balance is dead, and it died on July 4th, 2016. Is this good for anyone other than the Warriors and their fans? The league, the league I love, I mean, excuse me, I'm, I'm bugging. The league I loved the most sucks. It's, man, it's, I don't know. Well, I, don't, man, I can man, tell man, you bad just, grammar. Man. Just, you could tell. The right. league I love the most sucks right now absolutely sucks. So he basically just talking about competitive balance, right? So that's so, interesting. Somebody, well, wait, 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 some, this, this is the part that really just irritates me. 
Someone replied with that, and it says, the list of NBA teams that won the NBA Finals in the last 20 years. And so he's he's running off the um the so teams, it was like the Spurs, six teams that won Spurs, yeah. Spurs, Laker, Laker, whatever, right? So then, but then he gets to the um the the like the two thousands where uh, late two thousand tens and and where we at right now where, um you know LeBron and, and the Cavs and they won their um championships, right? So right. it reads off Celtics, Lakers, Lakers, Mavs, right? Mm-hmm. Then it says Braun, Braun, Spurs, Warriors, Braun, Warriors, Warriors. This is the shit that, that, that shit pisses me off because, <laughs> A, you just sat there and just gave me a list of 20, not 20, excuse me, 17 teams, but then you're quick to say LeBron instead of the actual team that he was on. Mind you, the three times that he won, he went to the teams because of the, the talent that was on the roster, not because he thought it was just going to be he, he himself on the team because he got tired of doing that. And the, and the problem that, that frustrates me with this, and he also ends it with saying um, com, um, competitive balance never existed, which is also a fucking lie. But he, the whole idea that, and going back to the whole LeBron and MJ thing, and this is the reason why it's, it's so hard for me to fully embrace LeBron the way that I want to because there's idiots on the internet that makes it hard for people to do so. But you cannot sit here, spend the last two years belittling Michael Jordan and, and over, over embellishing the teammates that he had on his team and then sit there and tell me that winning championships is, is a, is a team accomplishment. But then when it comes to LeBron's accomplishments, his team accomplishments, it's nothing but LeBron. When LeBron makes it to the finals every year, it's not LeBron made it to the finals. It's the Cavs or the Heat who made it to the finals. Because nowhere near on Kevin Love's resume will it say that he made the finals three consecutive years. Nowhere on on Kyrie's resume will it say he made it to the finals three consecutive years. Nowhere on Wade's or Bosch's resume will it say that they made it to the finals four consecutive years. It will not be on their resumes. It won't be. It's only on LeBron's resume, and we all understand why that is because for whatever reason, they have to pull at straws to elevate a player who honestly is already great. I don't understand why we have to do this. But but for I the do, second part... Because as great as he is, they want him to be the greatest. And so I, the only- I, 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 get, I get that too, but that if you believe belittling everybody else to, to elevate somebody else is the best way for you to make an argument that they're the greatest, you are incorrect. If you have to do all of that to try to prove that someone is that great, then you need to stop making your argument and you end up making the other person sound worse. But then going to the, um, I mean, you, you end up making LeBron look worse, but then going to the, um, the broken hand, um, thing. Look, I'm, I'm not going to see here and act like I know LeBron had a broken hand or not, but it's just, it's just really convenient after he got swept that he's wearing a cast now. I, I don't understand how that's possible. And then he said that he, even though despite the fact he had a broken hand, that he was trying to be strategic and, and keep it away from the Warriors and not having them knowing about it. But I, I don't necessarily know how, 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 I don't want to say how broken it is, but I, I guess that's the terminology. I don't know how broken it is for it not to be broke enough for you not to wear a cast out in public. For you to strategically believe well, that it's okay, best that part, not to I keep it away from low, because uh, even we didn't hear about Kobe's injuries. Like players like Peyton Manning, all the time. I know, but not, but sports. not a, not 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 a, not a broken hand. Not not a not a broken hand. Not a broken hand. What do you mean by that? Uh, when something is broken, it's not like 
I, I, I just, I'm, again, I, I don't know how, how detailed this fractured is. I don't know if it's just like a little small fracture or whatever. But if you're getting, if you, if you have something that's broken, I don't necessarily know how you're throwing it off the backboard and he, he threw a, he threw a lob to himself in game three with a broken hand. Like, I don't necessarily know how severe that is, but really what I want to say is this. Okay. Again, like, and you point out the Kobe thing. If, if it's broken, fine. It was broken. He still played great with a broken hand and that's more, more praise and kudos to LeBron. But I don't want to hear these excuses, especially right after the game when I didn't hear this for anybody else. Curry was hurt in 2016. We all knew that Curry was hurt in 2016. Curry and was we hurt still this year killed too, him. by the way. And he never- I know, I know, but I know, but what I'm saying is we still killed him in 2016, despite the fact that they couldn't win one, he couldn't, cause he couldn't, cause he couldn't win one game in the finals. And we all knew that he was hurt. We knew it. Kobe was hurt in, tw- in 2010. He had a broken finger and then come to find out years later, like you said, he didn't really tell nobody, even though it, there, even though there were people in the media who knew about it. Cause I did go back and do my due diligence and I found out that I think it was, uh, Dave McMillan, so, somebody in ESPN, they actually wrote a, um, an article about it in the beginning of the postseason, not just the finals in the beginning of the postseason. Kobe had, uh, bone spurs. I didn't even know this though. But oh, Kobe he talked uh, about it with Shaq, right? At one point. I know, I know, but he made it seem like it was only, Bone Spurs in the finals come to find out it was something that he was dealing with the entire postseason, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, all I'm saying is that people don't go back in Kobe's career and justify him shooting poorly in a series that he, he ended up winning. He won the finals and people still harshly criticize Kobe for his efficiency. No one doesn't go back and I'm a Kobe fan and even I don't do this. I do not sit here and tell people, but Kobe had a broken finger and Kobe had bone spurs. I don't do that because he still won the series and I've never felt like it was necessary for anybody to do that anyway because you don't know what anybody is dealing with. There could be multiple injuries across the board. You just take it how it is and you just try to win the game regardless. Mind you, Kobe was still going up against a ridiculous team with the amount of talent that they had on their roster and he still had to figure out a way to win. So if I don't, I don't think that's LeBron though. I think it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not LeBron. All I'm saying is, if you if you should have mentioned that, it, I don't because I don't think I don't I don't think he should have mentioned that. Because now just all, let it be. all not the fans, the Braun sexuals who are addictively obsessed with just putting him on this pedestal are going to use it as their excuse, as their asterisk, kind of like how the Golden State. I don't know. But what do we call the Golden State? Like, I don't know if they have a name. But the people that make arguments that because Draymond didn't play in Game Five, that's the reason they came back from three-one, even though there was two other games and a bunch of other All Stars that could have made the difference. I don't. LeBron should have known better than to do that, and I'm sure he consulted some people too. Low. A lot of athletes don't like to disclose of injuries because one. Players might play you differently knowing you have that injury. And at one point, low in game four, I don't know if this is done purposely, uh, but he was holding his hand. Like, he was in pain. I forgot. Like, maybe the ball hit his hand or something. But he was holding his hand, and he looked away. He was looking into the crowd, and, like, maybe, like, ten seconds later, he was all good. But you can tell maybe that there was something up. But there was also something up with Curry, who was coming back from an injury. There's also something up with Clay. That's, that's what I'm saying. We, we knew. We knew. Exactly. Clay was hurt that series. Iguodala was hurt that series. Curry was hurt that series. And again, in 2016, Curry was hurt as well. And 2010, Kobe was hurt as well. You, you can go, Chris, and, Chris Paul's been hurt and, through multiple And you probably will never hear Harden or Chris Paul ever in their you lives. You never, you never hear it. That's my only problem. 
I'm not saying that he wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sort of questioning it, but even if we get beyond the whole questioning the legitimacy of his injury, if we just get to the point where if we're acknowledging that he's hurt, which is the reason why he underperformed, which may justify it even further, all I need everyone to do is do the exact same thing for everybody else throughout NBA history. That's all I need you to do. That is all I need you to do. But the problem is, is that no one doesn't do it. That's my problem. No one does not go through NBA history and make those excuses or and even if they're reasonable excuses. No one does not do that for anybody else ever, ever. Well, there were years, there's not at the no, same volume, but it happens. There, there, are, there are years where Tim Duncan was hurt. No one doesn't talk about it. Chris Paul is always hurt. Kevin Garnett was hurt. Kobe is hurt. Shaq was, Shaq was hurt practically throughout the entire se- series. I mean, throughout the entire season. This man Pippen missed the pra- practically half of the uh, half of the ninety eight season was hurt in the postseason, hurt in the finals, and nobody talks about it. However, they elevate Scottie Pippen as if he was putting up thirty and ten playing next to Michael so Jordan throughout the entire finals. That's or on top of though. that, in in the ninety six finals, Pippen was hurt as well. And they act like Pippen was just p- putting up all-star and all-NBA numbers when he was playing <laughs> with Jordan in the finals. He was not. He was hurt in two of the last three finals that they won. I, but nobody doesn't talk about it. So if you're going to do that for LeBron, which is fine. That, that's, uh, if you, that, if that's what we're doing, that's fine. Do that for everybody then. Because if that's the case, then, then we need to start having, we need, we need to really start rediscussing where some of these players rank all time then. That's what we really need to start doing then. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's <clears throat> it's interesting because, Lo, LeBron has probably been the athlete, at least in my lifetime, I've seen blessed in terms of injuries. The guy is a behemoth. So he needs to share what he's eating, you know, his nutrition plan. He needs to share what his workout plan is looking like because I think there's a lot to learn from LeBron. Just his ability to be so durable over the course of, and keep in mind, this is a guy who's made it to the finals so many times. He's played so many games, so many minutes, that the fact that he's not dealing with all the injuries a player like Kobe Bryant had to deal with. Kobe had to go to Germany, take a risk with his life, do a trial that wasn't even really FDA approved. It wasn't approved, nothing. It was just something that Kobe Bryant knew he had to do if he wanted to go back and play basketball. He just went out, did it, came back. There's been plenty of cases of, you don't even need me to start bringing up the Brandon Roy's, Greg Odin's of the world, the Grant Hills of the world. LeBron has been blessed. And so it's weird that now I'm hearing more arguments and excuses that have to do with injuries from the player I think had to deal with the least amount of injuries of most of the players in the Hall of Fame. And there's nothing on him. You can't, you never had injuries. You can't knock him for that. But if, if you're going to use that as an excuse, you're right. You have to be fair in the way you distribute the what's what's it's like a it's like giving them a pardon. You know how like Trump is pardoning people left and right right now? It's like you're trying to give LeBron this pardon. Like it's okay that this happened or he performed like this in this game or this happened in that game because of course he had the injury. And that's the pardon that they're trying to attribute to LeBron. You don't need to pardon LeBron. He played fantastic. He played great throughout the entire playoffs. In my opinion, there was some times he was lacking defensively, but he did all that he could. Right? Given his circumstances, who he was going up against, and maybe who he had on his team. You don't have to sit here and make these excuses to elevate LeBron. Everybody recognizes he is one of the greatest of all time. But the that's, thing that's, is... That's another thing, too. I don't, unless, uh, outside of, like, the, the idiots, 
And I was not going to go on Twitter and kill LeBron for losing in, in four games. Like I, I wasn't, I don't think anybody, any lot, and there was no logical person that was going to go out of their way and, and kill LeBron for losing that series. I don't we know. All, of one. We all knew the out, we knew. That's of- what I'm saying. We knew the outcome. I don't know why people had to come out and immediately, like not even the next day, not even next, next year, not even whenever. Um, that LeBron decided to say so. Like, literally, moments after the game, this man, Brian Windhorst, already had the script ready. And Brian, and Brian Windhorst, he was there when Curry was hurt. He was there when Kobe was hurt. I did not hear anything from Brian Windhorst when those, when that happened. And if, if I get enough time, I better not sit here and I find some, I don't, I don't need to find anything, but I better not sit here and I find something where Brian Windhorst is criticizing Curry and Kobe after knowing that they were hurt in the finals that they end up p- performing in. I but, think that's I mean, it. I, I, I think as athletes, like, they're, they have to take responsibility no matter how big, right? So no matter what the obstacles were, what injuries they had to deal with, who they had to go up against, was it raining that day and you don't like rain? Like, it doesn't matter what they were going through during the moment. Like was uh you gotta correct me if I'm wrong though was it Isaiah Thomas who uh, was it his sister who passed away or was it a close family member he was back yeah. the next day playing in the playoffs like because he recognizes and not that everybody should do that because basketball over everything but it's a lot of these NBA players especially the very good ones or what we call the great ones they take responsibility when something goes wrong even if it's not their fault. They're inclined to say that it's their fault because as a leader of their team, everything at the end of the day falls on them. And I think LeBron knows that. And I shout out to LeBron because he's conducted himself. He's never had a single scandal, uh, unless, unless you call it, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not a scandal. I was going to say the hairline stuff. That's just whatever. Maybe he wants this to keep man his brand. Said the hairline stuff. Little, cut maybe it out. he wants to keep his brand the same. You know, who knows? It's like why James Harden never cut off the beard. It's a part of his brand at this point. This man said hairline. Oh my god! Stop. So we we've seen a player that we can agree low is top two of all time. But the thing is, is that's not enough for some people. And so what's enough for them is they want him to be the undisputed greatest of all time. And there's you can the argument is being made, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and I think that's the, the thing is until it becomes undisputed, they're willing to say or do anything, uh, whether it's on TV, whether it's a written article, whether it's just a tweet or a Facebook post, low, whether it's a YouTube video, whatever the case is, in support of LeBron, and they will say the craziest stuff that makes no sense out of context, or maybe sometimes no sense in context because it's that ridiculous, just so they can further their main goal, which. In my opinion, is like, you really have to do that, Low. In my opinion, Low, and this is crazy because I see a lot of, like, Le- uh, I was going to say LeBron fans. I see a lot of LeBron sexuals complaining that a lot of people hate on LeBron. And then I saw, Low, I have to pull it up because I saw the most toxic tweet of all time. And it was rooted in actual hatred. Not, not like jokes, not memes. It was rooted in real life hatred. Like, like the hatred, like, you know, when someone cuts you off on the highway and you potentially spin out like that kind of hatred you have in your heart of like you truly, no matter what circumstance, hate the guy that did this to you. Let me pull it up because uh, it was in my. OK, so this is Los. It's, uh, you know, Los, right? Los Polos. Yeah. Uh, also, before we Los was bugging that night. The entire Los, playoffs. He's been yeah, bugging. Los, Los was bugging. I, yeah, and on, Can on I read the flip this? Side of things, I want 
Yeah, really. Because I but before I just wanted to say, yeah, Los was bugging. Los was outrageous. This is what he said, and this is a guy who I've seen complain on Twitter that LeBron was being hated on. So just keep that in mind as I read this. This soulless, spineless, weak, <laughs> gutless, soft, cowardly pussy Kevin Durant, who has no heart and not one competitive bone in his frail, timid body, could come out of Game 4 firing up half-court shots out of his asshole for 82 points, and he would still be the biggest bitch in NBA history. Now, Lo, I came to a realization after reading this tweet. What you usually see is people frustrated in Kevin Durant for his decision. We all are, right? It sucks for the NBA because now we have this one team so dominant. We kind of know the result. Now, I I think there was parody in the Eastern Conference this year, Lo. Cavs came out on top, but there were people saying 76ers would win. People saying the Raptors would win. People saying the Celtics would win. Parody. But we knew no matter who won in the Eastern Conference, they were getting dwarfed by the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference. So, that being said, here we have is Los Polos, who's previously complained that people hate on LeBron too much. I would categorize him low as a bronze sexual. Now, what this tells me is something super clear, and I tweeted this out as well, is that I don't think these bronze sexuals are mad that KD went to the Golden State Warriors. Because we're all mad about that. If you were mad about that, you would have put it away a while ago. Like, you kind of just come to terms with it at this point. I think they're mad that as long as KD stays on that team, there is no way anybody else in the NBA is winning an NBA championship. And yeah, that includes their one and only LeBron James. So that's the sad reality. Here's LeBron James trying to elevate his legacy, but he's being stumped at the door by one of the greatest teams, if not the greatest team in NBA history. And there's not much you could do about it. But the same fate that LeBron has to succumb to, my Raptors have to succumb to, your Lakers have to succumb to, there's every there's, there's 29 other teams in the NBA, right? And we all have come to the realization that there's this one team that is so much better than everybody else. Now, you can maybe exclude Houston Rockets, given their performance in game like throughout the playoffs in the Western Conference Finals. But it's like, man, yo, we get it. We're all frustrated KD made that decision. It sucks. Because now we know who's going to win. And I put out this tweet. I said, Golden State's going to win this year. They're going to win next. Probably next. And likely the year after that, too. As long as Clay stays on the team this year, I don't see how anything changes. I don't know what the Houston Rockets can add to their team to improve, right? And, we, and, we, and, we, need to, and we need to talk about that when you get done with this as well. Okay. So I, I'm pretty much done with it. But I did want to say that. Because it was an interesting realization I came to. It had nothing to do with Katie going to Golden State. It just had to do with they need more evidence. They need more fuel so they can elevate LeBron to GOAT status and make that undisputed. And I don't think they're going to rest till it's undisputed. But it's it's it just sucks to see this come across my timeline. God damn. Like, listen, man, I'm frustrated with KD, but I don't ever feel that. This is pure hatred, low. This comes from the, the bottom of your heart. They, you know the You know the place... Like, uh, the place you love your family, like, no matter what happens, you're always going to... It's that place. That same place is that hatred that these people have for Kevin Durant. And I'm going to say it, bro. It's not healthy, man. It can't possibly be healthy to feel that, that type of way about an individual. And then having to express that on a daily basis throughout the entire playoffs, I think, is sad. But people love it, love. Like, people loved it. The other, like, the Bronx, they were, they were in love with the comments. They were retweeting it and liking it. And I was like, yo, what is wrong with people, man? I get it's kind of funny, and, and at times, like, when the memes and the trolls are out, fine, but, yo, this is, like, this might be going overboard right here. This is OD, coming from the yeah. guys who complain LeBron gets hated on too much. 
here they are doing the hating. And yeah, I think yeah, the whole the whole. I mean, because I don't again, like Agent said, I don't like it that KD went. And it, again, we're gonna we definitely need to discuss that. But I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and call this man all that. That's that's OD. That's that's doing too much. Too much. That, that's that's taking. So I mean. I watch basketball and upload videos on YouTube for a living. And even I don't, even I'm not going to do all that. Like, Jesus, like, yeah, calm, well, calm said, down. The, so, these are the adjectives he used. Soulless, oh, yeah, I saw spineless, that. I saw that. Yeah. weak, gutless, soft, cowardly pussy. And then proceeded to call him a, a frail, timid body. It's Jesus, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was just, he was creative. He was creative, at least, with the adjectives. <laughs> That was that was going way too hard. I was like, bro, calm down. Like, it's it's not that serious. Like, Jesus, man. Yeah, look, you think Kevin Durant murdered a family member? The That's way. what I'm saying, man. Jeez. Anyway, go ahead, Lo. We want to talk about the Houston Rockets, which probably stand the best chance of being the Golden State Killer. Actually, uh, uh, before I get that, I, I do want to talk about the whole right, parody p- parody being ruined thing, though. Um. Because I I think what people are are tending tending to do is they they think that parody is just the outcome of the season, and that's not that's not what parody that's not what parody is. Parody just means that before the season, but there's just some level of competition that is present. That right. it, it, there seems to be some level of of equality amongst regardless regardless of its competition or um or just other a- aspects of life. And I know people are looking at the outcome of the seasons and saying that there, there isn't any parody. Again, going back to the, um, going back to the, the tweet that I was referring to earlier about how the guy can just run off the last 20 years of, of, um, of finals appearances and, or the last years of the seasons. I'm, I'm bugging the last 20 years and come out what the, um, the results are. Right. And people are, people think that's this a lack of parody. However, right. if you, if you actually know the NBA and you actually understand that even though, yes, the Spurs and the Lakers won a significant amount of um, championships over the last 20 years, and even though there's not that many other teams outside of those teams, you still understand when the Spurs won back in 98, Tim Duncan was in his second year in the NBA, David Robinson was still coming from an injury, and... You still had Shaq dominating in in the Western Conference. There was and on top of that, it was a lockout season. Basically, what I'm saying is, no one didn't necessarily know that the Spurs were going to win that year. Then the next season, if you thought that the Spurs were quote unquote dominant, they lose in the very next season. The Lakers heading into the NBA into that season when they first won their three P, no one did not believe that the Lakers are going to win because they were getting worse. They, they, they were getting less talented at least. They were losing players every single year because they were not winning. Mind you, Shaq had been on that team when he when he got to the Lakers four years prior to the, when it, until they eventually won a championship, and it took them seven games against a team that they were only almost going to lose. And it actually took Kobe having a breakout game seven to push them over the hump. To finally get into the finals. And even if you want to say the next two years, which isn't necessarily true either, because after the first year, Shaq stopped caring. Shaq said himself that he stopped caring during the regular season. He started gaining weight. He was not the same player after, um, that, that first championship. And even though Kobe was on the rise, you still had a team like the Sacramento Kings when they were healthy that they could become some form of a threat. But even if you want to say you, you knew for a fact that they were going to be good, 
after their third, after their three-peat, you thought that they were going to win, but no, the Spurs were still there. Then the next year, the, the Pistons win. Then the next year, took the Pistons and Spurs seven games to finally figure out who was going to win. Then after that, you're telling me you knew for a fact D-Wade in his third year was going to perform to a superstar level to win a championship with the Miami Heat? No, you didn't. Stop kidding yourself. And you did not know that the, the Dallas Mavericks were going to make it to the finals either. Stop kidding yourself because the next year, you definitely did not believe that LeBron James was going to make it to the finals in 2007 stop lying to yourself and in that same year you definitely did not know that Dallas Mavericks was going to lose in the first round to to basically knock themselves out of contention if you thought that the Dallas Mavericks were going to be able to make it back to the finals stop lying to yourself in 2008 you might have thought that the Celtics were going to win the championship but you did not know that the Lakers were going to make it to the finals before the season began because Pal Gasol wasn't even on the team and then Bynum got hurt before they even got Pal stop lying to yourself the next year you might have thought that the Lakers <laughs> the next year you might have thought that the Lakers are going to win in 2009 but you did not know that the goddamn um the Orlando Magic were going to make it because people thought that the Cavaliers or the Southern was going to make it even after KG got there so stop lying to yourself and then in 2010 you might have thought that both the Lakers and the Celtics were going to make it to the finals but you did not know the outcome of that series before the series started because it took them seven games and both teams were extremely talented at that point stop lying and then you thought in 2011 that the Lakers are going to three-peat but they got swept by the Mavs because the teams the, the competition between the two were not so fucking wide in talent and, and the gap between the competitiveness was so wide that you knew before the series even started that they were going to win because they ended up getting swept and then even when LeBron made LeBron and that Miami Heat with Wade and Bosch got to the NBA Finals in 2011 you definitely thought that the Mavs were going to win so stop lying you didn't know that you I mean you thought that the Heat were going to win stop lying you did not know that the Mavs were going to win then in 2000, 2012 you did not know that OKC was going to make it to the Finals um, uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook were in their like second or third year stop lying to yourself you didn't know that because actually is that not the year or the next season is when the Lake, whatever, one of these seasons, the Lakers formed a super team and we all thought that they were going to make it to the finals. And they didn't. They, they, in 2013, they didn't even make it out the first round. Stop lying to yourself. You did not, you thought that the Lakers were going to make it. You didn't think the Spurs were going to make it that year when they win it. And then, and then even if you thought that the Spurs were going to make it the second year round, you thought that the, the Miami Heat were probably going to win because the Spurs at that point added another year to their, um, to their careers and, Goddamn Tim Duncan and and um at that time I didn't even know how old um this man Manu was Manu was like thirty five Tim Duncan was like thirty eight and on top of that you did not know Kawhi Leonard was going to be that great because Kawhi Leonard when they went to the finals was in his second and third year in the NBA stop lying to yourself when the Warriors won in twenty fifteen you did not know that the Warriors are going to win because no one didn't even know who the Warriors were at that time and Draymond was coming off the bench and was forced into the starting lineup you did not know who Draymond was at that time. Stop lying to yourself. Then you thought the words were going to double. You thought they were going to um, repeat because they went 73 and nine, barely got out of the um, conference finals and then lost in the NBA finals after blowing a 3-1 lead. Stop lying to yourself. The only two times you knew for a fact, for a fact, the two teams that were going to make it to the finals and the winner was the last two teams in the last 20 years. Stop lying to yourself. You did not know. All those teams, you didn't know both of the teams that were going to make it, and you didn't know the outcome. Stop lying. And Ladies maybe, and gentlemen. And, and, just... may, and, and maybe next year you may not know who's going to come out the East, and maybe next year after that you may not know who's going to come out the East. But if the Golden State Warriors keep intact, bro, they're winning the next two championships as well. So stop. And I noticed in 2018, 
2018. Because even if LeBron goes to the Houston Rockets, they would have to gut their roster so much that it would literally just be LeBron, James Harden, Chris Paul, and maybe Clint Capella if they decide to go over the cap that much money. But even then, I would still have the Warriors because I highly doubt that Chris Paul is going to stay healthy throughout the entire postseason run. So stop lying to yourself. This is the first time in NBA history that you knew from the beginning of the season which teams were going to make it to well, the finals and the outcome. You can make a case when Bill Russell played. We oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe outside of Bill Russell, excluding Bill Russell, obviously. Yeah. So stop Ladies acting like parody, parody just, didn't exist. Stop. We just witnessed the greatest rants of all time. We're going we're gonna to transcribe that rant, uh, turn it into a poem. We're going to title it, Stop Lying to Yourself. That's going to be on stop, sale yeah, on stop, Amazon. Stop lying. <laughs> And even if for, if for the younger audience out there, and I'm not, I'm not going to go too long, but for the, for the younger audience out there who think that, oh, well, in the nineties, it was nothing but, um, Michael and, and Hakeem who won championships, bruh. And like I just told you, in 96 and in 98, Pippen was hurt. It wasn't like it was a clear cut answer. All, almost, almost every series Michael won and went to, when it went to game six, one or two of those games, one or two of those games were decided by two to three points. It was not no clear cut. Michael was going to win, and in the beginning of their three peat, it was not clear that Michael was going to go to the finals. And on top of that, it wasn't clear that they were even going to win the finals. It was still a stigma on Michael Jordan's career that he was just a scoring guard that was dominating the ball that really couldn't win. So much so that Michael Jordan thought about joining the New York Knicks if they were not able to win in ninety in ninety in nineteen ninety or ninety one, one of the two. Stop lying. That's not how it went. You thought that Hakeem Olajuwon and the Houston Rockets, when they were like the fifth or sixth seed, were going to make it to the finals and win? You thought Penny and Shaq, when Penny was in his second year in the NBA, you knew for a fact that they, he was going to be good enough to make it to the finals? Stop. Stop. Can we just let that... Can we get some some dead air? Just as a form of contrast to what was... The greatest artistic rant of all time. Lo, that right there was fantastic, my guy. I think we've been blessed to have heard it, honestly. I'm serious about transcribing it, turning into a poem. We're going to sell paperback copies and hardcover copies on Amazon. Try and get that to number one. So, are you, are you done, Lo? I feel like you still have more in you. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with that. Because I just... I'm, I'm The whole argument about, like, how... Parody has never really existed in the NBA, bro. Like, st- stop with that. Like, every every year in Kobe Bryant's career, in Tim Duncan's career, and Garnett, Steve Nash. How many times Steve Nash was the number one seed and made it to the conference finals and still lost? You're telling me that there was never a moment in Steve Nash's career where you thought that Steve Nash had a legitimate chance of making the finals? Cut it out. Cut it out. Stop. Please stop. Can you, say, can you say your catchphrase real quick so we can end on that note? Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying. <laughs> Just stop lying, bro. That's dead. All right. But then, and then, and then going to the no, I'm, I'm going, but moving on to the um Houston thing. LeBron going to Houston. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to tell y'all like I like I kind of said it earlier. Bro, there's, there's really no way for LeBron to go to Houston and they keep intact all their pieces. They would, they would have, have to, to lose move, Capella, at least. They would have to lose either Capella. They would have to lose two out of these three players. 
And even if they keep one of them, they would have to go significantly over the cap. Capella, Ryan Anderson, or Eric Gordon. And more than likely, they're going to lose Trevor Reeds as well. But even if they keep a lot of those pieces, they will be so over the cap that if they don't win it next year, then they will be through because I really don't think that Chris Paul is going to stay healthy enough, long enough for him to, for them to have multiple cracks at beating the Warriors. So I, okay, I just so, don't see how that's going to work out. So after this, so I'm trying to look at the contract. So you're right. Uh, they the situation would have to be they would have to have LeBron sign before they re-sign anybody else. And then that would mean that the players that wait on re-signing would potentially be like missing out on a bag. Cause on the off chance Houston goes in another direction or whatever, the longer you wait in free agency to get signed, the less cap space, the less money teams have to offer you. Cause they've they've already spent it all on other players or they're saving it for future years, whatever the case. So you're right. For them to have picked, first of all, you have to think about it. It doesn't make sense for them to pick up LeBron. LeBron, again, was a player we were talking about earlier that requires the offense to focus around him. I do think LeBron is a great enough player that he can play, an, I don't want to say a secondary role, but he can play within a system that doesn't require him to be the focal point at all times. Like there's times where Chris Paul is balling and he's getting the shots and he's running the offense, he's in the timeouts and he's calling the plays. There's times where James Harden's on fire and he's doing the step backs. He's shooting in your eye and he's running the, he's running the court. So if LeBron isn't willing to play like that and at times concede, uh, is it authority, leadership, just being the focus of the offense, then it's, it's not going to work out. That on top of the fact that, low, uh, the Houston Rockets run an incredibly thin lineup, especially deep in the playoffs. There was literally throughout most of the playoffs, they, they ran seven players. And of those seven players, you're going to be playing heavy minutes. And and unlike any other team in the NBA, the Houston Rockets almost seem to be taking a very opposite approach of most teams. Most teams are trying to create more assists, more ball movement, right? They're trying to get people open through the ball, the open path, whatever the case. Houston Rockets are running ISO, ISO, ISO. Eric Gordon, ISO. Chris Paul, ISO. James Harden, ISO. They run some pick and roll, occasionally throw up a oop to Capella or kick it to the corner to Trevor Ariza. But then it's straight back to ISOs, ISOs, ISOs. In that respect, I think, Lo, that LeBron would fit on that team. And I think that when you have a team that runs the way that Houston runs, you can benefit from having incredibly talented players like James Harden, Chris Paul. You could benefit from having incredibly talented shooters like Ryan Anderson, who didn't even get a chance to play much in the playoffs. Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza, and you could definitely benefit from having a player as all-around talented as LeBron James. You just have to think, like when Mo mentioned, you're going to be losing some pretty big pieces to pick up LeBron James. And so when you do pick him up, if you don't re-sign Capella, do we have Zhao Keep playing more minutes? Are you going to stretch and put Ryan Anderson at the five? But what does that mean for your team defensively? Because the reason Ryan Anderson wasn't playing in the playoffs was because he's a bad defender and that you would have a player that could always get beat defensively. And when we're playing in a league, like when you think of teams like the Cavaliers or especially teams like uh, the Boston Celtics, it's like you, you have to have five defenders across the board. And anytime you have a player on your team that isn't a good defender, they better have a good reason or they better be able to compensate like the Stephen Currys of the world. Like, um, who's another good example of a player that is incredibly horrible in one aspect of their game? Um, I think Stephen Curry's the best example. I mean, I mean, Curry's a, I mean, but I mean, any, any, um, rim protecting, rim running big man, 
like um a Rudy Gobert. He's not like a great offensive like scorer right. or anything like that. But because he's, he's such he's such a great defensive player, then you you willing to overlook his so flaws. So you brought up Ryan. Ryan Anderson's not going anywhere. He's getting paid twenty million next year, and okay, no and one is going to want. And let me let me let me break down the contracts to everybody as well because I think I think I don't even think you fully grasp how how unrealistic this is. It's it's possible. I don't want to make it seem like it's impossible, but even if and this is excluding Trevor Reza and, and um Joe Johnson, Clint Capella, but even before they signed Chris Paul, even is Chris Paul on bird rights? By the way, yes, he he would have bird rights. Yes, um, because they, he got he was traded. So they'll the, be good um, on Chris Paul if he wants to resign. I, I uh, get that part. I get that part. But what I'm saying is, with only seven players, like you said, uh, Zal Q, some other miscellaneous person I don't know, Nene, PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, and James Harden, only seven players, they already have $80 million committed next season. Already. So that already automatically exempts them from giving LeBron the max contract, which I think for him would be $30 million. So they can't even do that. So LeBron off-rip would have to be taking a pay cut just so he can squeeze on the roster. Then on top of that, they would have to go over the cap with bird rights to bring back Chris Paul, Trevor Reza, and Clint Capella just to keep everybody. We're talking about if LeBron were to take a $10 million pay cut and only getting paid $20 million. That they would be that at that point they would be at a hundred million just to turn around and give let's say Chris Paul received twenty million as well Trevor Reza receives seven million and Clint Capella I think will, who I think they'll be forced to give him max because there'll be a lot of people who'd be willing also, to give him the max also as well. Also, just to add in the projected cap is around one hundred one million and the tax comes in at one hundred twenty three million next year projected. They they'll be well over the tax after Chris Paul after Chris Paul alone they'll be over the tax. So I'm, I'm saying people are saying they might be able to resign LeBron and then resign all the guys on bird rights. I'm, what what I'm saying is, but they will be over. What I'm saying is, when they sign LeBron to a, a, a discount, it would be at the cap, a hundred million. If he takes just a twenty million dollar deal. So the only one realistic way, low to cut you off, is one if they can find a miraculous way to give up Ryan Anderson without giving up pieces. Because when you give away Ryan Anderson, it has to come with picks and or potential it, players. It, it, it would be a sign and trade. I agree with you. It's or two, or two is if you, James Harden allows you to restructure his contract so he can hell take less no. money. What the hell? That's, a, that's not. That's, the that's, only not, that's not even. That's not even realistic. Let's don't even, don't even bring that up. James Harden I just mean, got his. James Harden just restructured his just so he can make more money. He's not about to re. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not about to re restructure it. No. This is the that, only that, two ways. Ryan Anderson that, has to find a way off. If you could save the twenty million off Ryan Anderson, low, you can make it work where LeBron comes here. And so he definitely wouldn't be paid max. But keep in mind, like anytime you have a player like Andrea Bargnani when he was on the Raptors and traded to the Knicks, when you have a player like Omer Ashik when he was on the Pelicans, a player that's difficult to move, you, you're going to have to give up something important to go with him to convince the team to take a salary that matters. Which, Especially which when the boarding. player isn't young and doesn't have potential. Like Alan Crabb, they were able, uh, Trailblazers were able to move Alan Crabb, but he's a young player and maybe had some potential, some room for growth, a high ceiling. So they were able to sell it to them, maybe make something work. And the Nets didn't really have any young pieces, so they bid on it. But there's, there isn't... Who's taken Ryan Anderson? They've been trying to get rid of him for the last two years. Uh, he's a great player, and I think he works in that system. But his defense, he's a defensive liability. And so when you're going up against teams like the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, you can't have a guy that is a bad defender on your team. And if you do, his name has to be James Harden. Can't have two of them, right? 
At that point, like, how you compensate for two people who can't defend? Clint Capella, Trevor Ariza, great defenders. Chris Paul, great defender, but they can only do so much. At a certain point, you have to rely on those two defensive liabilities to make the proper rotations and plays defensively. And I think, low, they're in a sweet spot. The, the, the Houston Rockets have figured out a way, low to have this offense that, although inconsistent, works at a very high pace. On top of that, low, this year they figured out how they can defend. And we've seen the Houston Rockets turn from a bad defensive team into a good defensive team. And so I don't even think they need LeBron. I just think they need to be healthy. If they had Chris Paul in Game 7, it would be a different story. That but, being said... But, see, but, that, but that's, the, that's the problem, is that Chris Paul is, is rarely healthy. But you can make the same case about... I mean, Clay Thompson was injured. Curry was re-injured this year. Curry's had back-to-back injuries in the playoffs now. And that, you don't see true. those players as rarely ever healthy. I'm, I'm just keep, I'm keeping a buck with you. Even if they bring that team back, and even if Chris Paul is healthy, I still don't think they'll beat the Warriors. I, th- I think the Warriors may have. I think the Warriors, given another year with them, will eventually just find a way to 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 kind of get everything going and make sure that they um that they don't fall don't victim know, to the same to the same ways. Because the the, the problem the you're, problem you're with taking them, LeBron, who's on a team. The oh well, I mean, no. I'm, oh, if if Le, if LeBron joins, yes. But going going back to what you were saying, to get what, what would you have to give up to get rid of Ryan Anderson? It would probably have to be Eric Gordon. That would ha- have to be the other piece. Because you can't, bro. If you're, collectively, if, that's like thirty-three million, my guy. I I, like, I get I get what you're saying, but if you're the, I mean, well, if you if you give LeBron the max, which would be thirty plus million, the Cavs will be able to move LeBron there to receive the thirty plus million from them as well. But if it, but the problem with that though is that if you're the Cavs, I just said the problem with that though is that headass. The problem with that is if if you're the Cavs, why would you want Ryan Anderson? That's that's because re- if, if you if you already have it. yeah I mean yeah I, I get that but if you have Kevin Love that, that I mean you're basically just bringing in a worse Kevin Love that's basically what you're bringing in why would you want to have that level of redundancy I think Ryan Anderson's a better three point shooter but he's just he's but he's still a worse player though do you know if the Rockets use their amnesty clause because that'd be their only way out <laughs> oh you really you're really going hard. Because the only the only way you can so if, for those who don't know when they restructured the CBA in 2010, they gave every team one uh, amnesty clause they can use basically to nullify anybody's contract. You still have to pay the guy; it just doesn't count on your cap. So most teams used it already, given the fact that it was given out in 2010 and it lasted 10 years until 2020. So that that probably be the only way to finesse out of the situation. I don't know if they can, but they can also apply a stretch provision on a player like Ryan Anderson. Just to think about though, twenty million over three years has sixty million. If you're going to stretch sixty million across it's, like it's seven not, or it's eight not, years, it's not, it's not sixty million. It'd be forty-one million because they would have to buy out his entire contract. He, he's he's still on the books even in the next season with twenty-one million. But I'm I'm counting this year's contract. Well, I, I shouldn't, right? I should count the next two years. So you're right. Yeah, next, 40, forty million, million over like six or seven years. Basically the same that's reason. That's OD. That's OD. That's crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't want to... I don't think you'd want to like restrict yourself. There would be limited flexibility moving forward. And that's without a guarantee that LeBron even signs, right? Exactly. And so imagine you make a move like that to create space for LeBron. And Le- LeBron hears Magic Johnson say a couple things he really liked. And then he moved to LA or he heard, you know, this, this Greg Pops. And, you know, he really liked what he had. So you never want to take a risk like that, I don't think. And honestly, I don't think they need... I disagree with you on that, Low. I think the Rockets can beat the Warriors... I just think 
they need to be healthy to do it. Keep in mind, though, they with, didn't even with, shoot with, well throughout with, the playoffs. With, with um, with LeBron, or were you talking about the team that they have? No, the team they have right now, I no, think, can no, beat the Warriors. Nope, nope, they will not. <sighs> Maybe well, they whether they can, whether they nope. will or they won't is one thing, but they could do it. They won't. They won't be able to do it. Chris, Chris just, Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul will, will get hurt, and James Harden unfortunately doesn't. He's not how, a consistent man? enough. How could you he, say that, bro? He gets hurt. He gets hurt every year. Every year, and, agent. and so has Stephen Curry, man. For the last three playoffs, he got hurt. But two Curry, times. but Curry, but Curry now has Kevin Durant on his team. He can get hurt you and be fine. You can say the same thing about Chris Paul. He now has you, James and you Harden think, on his team. And you team. think, and you think James Harden is on the same level as Kevin Durant? Uh, I think he's the next best thing. No, Anthony Davis will probably be the next best thing. Look, all, all I'm saying is that <laughs> you're right. <laughs> exactly. All, all I'm saying is, and uh, going back to what you said about the um. They shot poorly from behind the arc in the playoffs. Horrible. So, so, did, so, but, but so did the Warriors. I don't, I don't think people thoroughly understand. Like, if you go look at playoff numbers leading up until um that's that Houston Rocket series, the Warriors were not shooting good in the first two rounds of the playoffs this year. So it's it's not like it's not like even they were shooting that great. The Warriors in in the second round against the Pelicans shot thirty two percent from behind the arc that series, and then against the San Antonio Spurs, they shot thirty three percent from behind the arc. That's not that's not good in today's league. So yeah. they they really weren't shooting that well either. And quite frankly, if you exclude and I know it's I mean it, it, this is a bad argument, but really leading up until leading up into game six and seven, the Warriors weren't shooting that well in that series either. In in the um in the in the Rocket series. So even even with the Warriors underperforming, and I I don't know, I just I just don't think next year that they're they're going to be suffering from injuries so much so that, especially even with even with Iguodala possibly being back, which I don't really think Iguodala will have that much of an impact next year as he gets older. But I just don't I just don't see, especially because the way that the Houston Rockets run their offense, it's so predictable that eventually Steve Kerr will find a way to to defend it, even with the uh, players that they have on the floor, which again with Curry and playing players such as Nick Young. And, I think and you're missing the point, man. Like I think the reason they even made it to Game 7 and almost won, they were leading at half, was not their offense, but their defense. They figured Golden State out. So you're saying that you think Steve Kerr will figure out Houston. But Houston figured out Golden State. They had those guys looking like... Like they, they, you were looking at all-time players. Some of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Let me ask you this. So if if Trevor Reza leaves, which he's alluded to leaving, and actually joining the Warriors... If PJ Tucker leaves, which he hasn't alluded to it, but he definitely hasn't said for a fact he's going to stay. If they don't keep Luke Bayamute, who they rarely played in. Anyway. man. PJ Tucker is signed for like five years. No, he's Four not. Years. Let me hey, see. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it oh, right yes, now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Remember, he left Toronto last year and he went to Houston. Oh, you're right, you're right. One year. Yeah, but what? 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 what if, but Trevor Reese has, has definitely alluded to leaving, and if they don't keep Luke Bayamute, I don't think that's a big loss. You don't think Trevor Reza is a big loss defensively? No. Defensively, come on, man. Hello, come on. You're making him. You're making him out to be some sort of Clay Thompson. He's not. He's been an inconsistent shooter, especially considering no, how open defen- he gets de- from the corner. No, de- defensively, defensively. Even as a defender, I think that they can pick someone up and pay someone. Nah. How much is nah. how much is Trevor Reza getting paid? Let me find it. Seven million. You could find a player that could three and D in the corner. Well, for well, the, well, well, the, well, I, I, I disagree with that. 
A. B. The problem with that, though, is that, again, you're talking about replacing Trevor Reza when they already had him on the roster. And so they were able to go over the cap once they and even if they even if they hold off on Chris Paul, once they sign a big whatever big free agent that is, if, if it's Paul George or whoever and Paul George, I think Paul George has a better chance going to this team than LeBron does. And if that happens, then I more inconsistent offense. If that if that happens. Then we know for a fact they're not going to win because, like you said, Paul George is inconsistent. But I mean, I, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel like next year they don't need Paul George. They need a corner specialist. Paul George is not going to sit in the corner. And, and who and what and what and, and that's another thing. Going back to the fit as well. I don't know if LeBron's st- sitting in no corner. I just, He's I definitely I, not sitting in no I, corner. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how that's happening because no. I know people are saying that when it was James Harden and Chris Paul, they kind of shared the top of the key in the wing. But eventually, if you're putting three ball handlers on the floor at the same time with one another in the way that they run offense, then yeah, there's going to be a few plays where that, LeBron is going to be sitting. That's just what comes with having that much talent on the team, right? I mean, but the war—I mean, but the Warriors' offense is more fluent and, and more ball movement and player movement, so it, it, you don't necessarily catch yourself standing in a corner that frequently. I just, I, I just knowing the way that they run their offense, I know for a fact LeBron. Chris Paul and James Harden, they're going to have to take turns at some point just standing in a corner. And I don't i don't know how that's going to work out. I just don't know. I'm, I mean, what's the alternative for LeBron? He goes to the Lakers. Oh, I'll, I'll, the I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, tell you the, I'll tell you the alternative. It's you not in the Western Conference, is it? No, it is. It is it's, it's in the Western Conference. He, it gives him the best chance of winning a championship. It is. As far as my name is Lowe and I think he's going to the Spurs. No, 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 no. It is the Golden State Warriors. Come on, man! Come on, yo! And you, and Come you, th- on, and, you, and you think I'm playing? But why what? would he ruin his legacy, man? What you know would he, be, what he be? What he would be find ru- a way to defend it. I'm about to say, what he be ruining it though? <laughs> they would defend what? it. If KD could do it, why can't LeBron do it? Head ass. If you do, say. if you do a sign and trade with Draymond and Iguodala, or Draymond and Clay Thompson, you have that's enough money to give. Not just LeBron to be on that team, but they're to not going to sign and trade to the team that keeps whooping their ass in the finals, man. But the but the Cavs, if they lose, if the Cavs lose lose LeBron, they already know for a fact. No, you're not missing make the point, Lo. The whole reason LeBron wants to get championships is that he can improve his legacy. He wants to be the greatest of all time, doesn't everybody? And, and, and you so, and you and you can do that by winning championships. Agent. No, but you will ruin your legacy. If agent, you do the I understand. Exact thing. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. However, though, if he wants to win. I mean, li- literally, the only thing that is stopping LeBron from going to the Warriors would be the legacy thing. However, the only thing, Jesus, that's the biggest thing, man. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm, but if if he wants to win, I quite, I quite frankly, I don't know of any other place that he could go to win. To be honest with you, Houston is cute, but a lot of things have to go in his favor for that to happen. Then you have the Sixers. That seems interesting. But nah. a few a few things have to go in his favor as well. They they could add him to the can team. Look, can you imagine if just for a second, if LeBron went to the 76ers and then he just ran his little everything works around me offense, and then now you have Ben Simmons sitting in the corner, can't which, shoot the fucking three ball. Which, which, the which fans is the would be like why? Ben Simmons is ass. He's had one good season. Then they would start to take down the whole team. Joel Embiid is trash. He doesn't care about basketball. He's eating hamburgers on the sideline before the game. They would tear down the whole team before they even begin to place some responsibility on LeBron. Jesus, I, I, that would be I, horrible. And I, and I get what you're saying, which is the reason why I, 
<laughs> which is a reason why even if he goes to the 76ers, I don't think he's going to win because Ben Simmons is that bad of a shooter. He is that yeah. bad of a shooter. I don't, you'd have I don't, to go to this. You'd have to go to the Celtics, which would be weird because Kyrie left. And, to go to the Celtics. Exactly. Is he going to? And if, <laughs> if he goes to the Celtics, it would still have to be a signing trade, though. They would still have to do a signing trade. Or yeah, so I mean, the only reasonable person they could trade for is Hayward, but I don't even know why the Cavaliers would agree to that. Exactly. Unless 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 they throw in a pick, which could be possible as well. But then then you you risk the um the chance of Kyrie leaving, which I don't necessarily know. If they want to do would that, he piss off Kyrie. Yeah, he, he, he'd, he, be he would, off. he'd be pissed off. He'd be pissed off. Remember all the rumors and the scratching and clawing he had to get out of Cleveland? He got out. He's like, look at this team I have. And unfortunately, gets injured, but they make a fantastic run against the guy they almost beat in game seven. And, they, and then the guy shows up on your team again. If you're Kyrie, you're thinking to yourself, listen, man, here we are on this team where we love to move the ball around. We have players like Al Horford and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Oh, oh, my God. So much potential. Then we have LeBron come in like, listen, uh, I know y'all have a lot of potential and everything. I know y'all looking to grow. But I might be the greatest of all time. So I'm going to just need y'all to sit in the corner real quick and kick it to me. Set a couple off-ball screens. Do your thing. But just don't mess with what I have. When I kick it to you, I have Hall of Fame Dimer. Just hit the shot. See, that's the kind of thing I think. I don't even think he would work in a Brad Stevens offense. I mean, he might. He's LeBron. So, I just haven't seen him work in an offense like that. All, all, all you're saying is go to the Warriors. That's that's what I keep hearing. I said no, Houston, man. No, no, you, no. no. You I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's the Warriors agent. Honestly, if he leaves Cleveland, let's just point out the obvious. People are going to be pissed off. The reason he went back there is for he wanted well, to bring he, the city he won, to Cleveland. But he, no, but he won in Marine. They should be fine. But it's it's still like he's abandoning. I mean, some people are gonna be like, "Hey, at least you guys are champions." Well, those those, those people, those, those, the people who feel like he feel, he feel, the people who feel like the, that um, he's failing them or whatever or whatever they may feel, they can definitely eat a dick. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. He 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 brought he brought a, a championship to a team that was trash. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, and you know what's funny is when and if LeBron leaves, Cleveland's gonna be going back to. Being the most irrelevant team on the planet, like you're just gonna have to join the rest of us, man. <laughs> that are steady losing to the same two teams over and over and over again. Welcome to the reality. Of course, that's not gonna matter to the Broncosexuals who are gonna follow him wherever he goes. Can't be mad at them. When Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, I became a Broncos fan. Sometimes you're just a fan of a player, and you don't really care to be a fan of a team. See? What is that? Anyway. What is that? Does that, that make you a, a Peyton Manning sexual? A Manning sexual? Uh. Kind of. There was definitely times where, like, I knew, I knew Peyton Manning wasn't better than a certain player, but I'm like, man, no fuck Tom Brady, bro. Peyton Manning's way better than you know. I used to, so I, I, I get where they're coming from. I get the mindset. You know, we've been there, done that. I feel like eventually you have to grow up. If you're 22 years old and you're you're still on the internet, that's like, the thing that's killing me, bro. This grown ass <laughs> man. That's that's what's really. It's like Jesus, man. I, I don't even. I don't remember me being. I don't remember me going that hard even when Kobe was in the league. Cause I vividly remember me like being upset at Kobe at times. I was like, especially against that um that Rocket series that that um that we almost lost. I think it was in 09. Oh, either 09 or 10. I think it was 09. I was like, bro, Kobe, if you don't cut this shit and play good, bro, I was, I was I was so pissed. I was like, bro, Kobe, I know you're not about to lose to, to some goddamn team without T Mac and Yao Ming. Cut it out, Kobe. You better get this shit together. <laughs> But, yeah, but LeBron, LeBron fans would have been like, oh, it's Powell's fault. 
Mark Jackson doesn't let Kobe do his thing. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my and, uh, god. They just they just find a way. Isn't that crazy love? People really do that on the internet, man. I know. You know what's funny? Like, is it Shannon Sharp? Undisputed? I keep I always mix up his name with Shannon Brown. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. He's I think he's funny. I think he's I think he's he's entertaining to watch. And he'll come on TV with the little goat uh headpiece on. He'd be going and it's just hard, it's though. hilarious. But but what he does I think is entertaining. What I see like the Nick Wrights of the world do, and I don't ever watch them. I only ever see clips occasionally on Twitter, and it's a stark reminder why. Hey, I yo, that's, that's what I think. Wait, real quick, yo, for the people out there who think that I actually watch them, bro, I just be looking at the clips, bro. It's not that big of a deal, bro. Yeah, I can, you couldn't catch me watching them like that. It just won't happen because you know what they're spitting is bullshit, and you just sit there. The only reason you'd watch it is if you subscribe to the bullshit, and then you're like, yeah, man, I would love to hear all the stuff that I just. Just flows through me. All this hate and this uh, LeBron is the greatest. Just keep it coming. Keep it coming. And even as a LeBron fan, you'd have to look at that and be like, Jesus, man. Like, remember when um, Kobe won like two straight? It was like 2011 or something. And uh, Lil Wayne came out with a song called Kobe Bryant. And everybody was like, yo, Kobe's the greatest of all time. In my mind, I'm like, yo, what's happening right now? Everybody's coming together <laughs> in celebration of Kobe Bryant. And it was it was just a really weird time. Uh, it was one of probably I don't ever memorize songs because I feel like it takes up unnecessary brain space. But there, that was one song That's, I memorized. That, might, that, that might was, be that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say in your life. Nah, man, because you know how it is, right? Sometimes you like you, you focus on the wrong things and you don't have enough time to focus. Ain't, on But what you matters. but you but you but you know who's on every two K cover though. I. I mean, that's my job, my guy. <laughs> it's oh, very difficult. Oh, that's my job. So let me let me give you two K. Was Iverson? Two K one was Iverson. Two K three was Iverson. Two K four was Iverson. Face two K. I don't. Mean, I don't even think it was that deep, but okay. Two K five. I think was Ben Wallace. If it wasn't Ben Wallace, it was KG. Who cares about two K back then? It was. It was about live though. As a side note, but keep going. This is a really good point. I definitely don't know the live covers though, aside from the one Gilbert was on, and uh, I think yeah, you T-Mac don't know. Too. You don't know like Carmelo and Way was on, and uh, yeah, T Mac was on. Oh seven. I only had like three NBA lives, man. I didn't buy the games back then. My dad. J Kid, J Kid, Vince. Car- it was oh, I know for a fact. Oh four was. Oh four was Wade. Oh five was Melo. No, I take that back. Oh five was Wade. Oh six was Melo. Seven was. T Mac Gilbert Gilbert Oh seven was T Mac Oh seven was T Mac Was it? I'm tripping. I had the PSP version of 07. I don't know if there's a different color. I think I think 2008 was um was Gilbert, whatever the case. Uh, and you're then, right. And, and then, then NBA Live just fell off a map. Yeah, then, <laughs> after yeah, Dwight yeah, Howard yeah. <laughs> in 2010. What a disaster. Uh, you know, did, did they just dropped some news, Law. I don't know if you caught it today. I just dropped a video on it. I saw that video. Um, that video was trash. That's the reason why I didn't like that video. Headass. Apparently, they came out with more info on their website that wasn't at the conference about like the different archetypes and shit. So maybe it'll be nice. Who knows? Um, but I don't know how we guys talk about NBA Live. I don't know. Uh, Lo, would you if you're if you're a premier athlete in the NBA, you're like a top ten player. Would you put your face on NBA Live? Yeah. It's, it's, it, does it come with a check? Let's say it comes with like a a few million dollars. Yeah. Why not? But but. Would you rather take the chance and wait and hope you get the check from 2K for a lot more? What does it matter? A check is you a can't check. Put your face on, you can't put your face on live two years later put on NBA 2K. Yeah, you can. What are you talking about? 
Nah, you have to be a special kind of player for that to be allowed, my guy. You just told me top 10. That's what you just told me. Nah, that's not special enough. I'm talking about LeBron special. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know. Didn't like, that's, Kyrie, that's didn't what Kyrie I'm do that? Uh, Kyrie was the face of Live 14. And then he was the face of two. This year's 2K. 2K team? Yeah, this year. But one. he wasn't even. But now they have, like, they have a plethora of athletes, right? So they also had Shaq on the cover of the Legends Edition. But like when you oh did you know Shaq came out with a game mode? I'm gonna put you on this shit because it's almost like the most ridiculous. It's like a 2D fighter. Uh, it's like a remastered. Remember Shaq Fu when it came out in the 90s? Yeah. That horrible last game. They came out with a that remastered. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the 90s as a side note. That was way that was they wasn't that far ago when he put out that trash ass game. But you know you can, you, can, you can be on both you can be on both covers. It's not that big of a deal. And and Shaq actually did the voice acting for it, and it was it's the voice acting is horrible. Maybe because I'm so used to hearing Shaq in other places, it just it doesn't fit into me that he's a game character. But if you guys haven't seen Shaq Fu, just Google it or YouTube it and just watch a video. It is hilarious. You might even want to play it. I don't know how much it costs. I don't even know if it's free or whatever, but shout out to Shaq, man. He's big in comedy. He's big. Well, he has his TV show with TNT. Uh, apparently, he has shisha bars across Atlanta, though. I just found this out recently. Now he has his own game. He, he He's been platinum. He's went platinum in music more than once. That dude is, is like Magic Johnson. He's just an all-around all-star, man, on and off the court. The fact that we're talking, the fact we're talking about Shaq right now is OD. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So you telling me James Harden? James Harden can be a um, a witch call it. All I know is um, yeah, I would take the check. It's a, it's a check. It's money in my pocket. I really don't care. But think about it. Think about it. You already have all the millions you can imagine. On top of the fact that like. It's not even that crazy a check. You can put your face on a game that like... Would you put your face on NBA Live 14, though? For $5 million? NBA Live 14? Yeah. And you keep mean, mind you mean, you're you mean the, the game that never came out? No, Live 14 came out. Oh, the worst okay. basketball game to oh, ever. Okay. You remember that game? Kyrie was on the cover of that one. I kind of... Uh, $5 million. Shorter. Would you do it? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, you would... $5 million, agent? Below, you're you're not low right now. You're not low talking from the hood in Atlanta. You're Kyrie Irving. Agent, I could I could be making thirty million a year, and I would still take five million. That's you don't care about your brand, my guy. <laughs> what is that? That doesn't do anything. It didn't do nothing to Kyrie's brand that he was on NBA Live. Because you want to associate yourself with winning brands, right? Uh, do you remember when? 2K had that Park After Dark thing in 2K17, and Snoop Dogg and Future were the DJs for a couple of the events. And like I and I and I've already forgotten about that as a side note. Just just to put it in perspective, like you have events that went horribly, but you're the name behind it, the Snoop Dogs and the Futures. It's gonna look bad for you and your brand, man. It's brand equity, low. Your brand has value. I think your brand loses value when you put your name on too many things. Anyway. People are putting out their top twenty five list and they it, it is trash. Oh my of god. All time. Yes, it's trash. Lo, you've been hiding yours, man. People trying to see what your list looks like. Man, John Stockton should not be anywhere near somebody's top 25 list. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You got something against John Stockton, man. I've been watching more documentaries, Lo. Uh, I've been watching a bunch on on Magic. And John John Stockton was trash, right? That's what you learned? No, here's what I learned. First of all, Carl Malone is like, something's up with that guy. We need to talk about him. Second yeah, of all, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. I mean, I, we, I, I, th- I think we've we've respected his his space in in a, in the NBA culture way too long. He he he, he, did, some, all, he did some fucked yo, up shit. I can't watch a documentary about Magic Johnson without them talking about AIDS. Listen, I know the guy has AIDS, all right, and I know he's done a lot for AIDS research, 
But for a second, can we just focus on his basketball? I got to skip through some of this shit, low because the whole like first half of the podcast is he got AIDS. And I'm like, yo, I, I get that that happened, man. But could we talk about the times where he was playing real quick? They're like, nah, because he had AIDS, remember? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with these documentaries, though? Why is he putting his name on these documentaries? No documentary. I just want to focus on his basketball acumen, what he accomplished on the court. Like, it's not that, it's not that difficult. I never came across, it's so difficult to find information about him that doesn't at some point reference him having AIDS. And it's like, really? We got, every time we got to talk about it, every single time. I mean, it's like, it's like if we watch the Kobe documentary and every single time they mention like, he got accused of rape. And it's like, yo, we, we understand that happened and that, that impacted his career a little bit for a few years. And then we realized like the, the girl was probably lying, but like, we don't have to talk about it every doc and they don't. Right. So anyway, uh, look, I need a player. I need to watch documentaries of next. So I didn't, I didn't Michael Jordan a ton. I didn't Magic Johnson a bunch. I was thinking about doing Kareem. Somebody in the NBA community needs to put their their brand to the side and make a what if Magic Johnson never got AIDS video. Come on, yo. Um, Love, I just on, I just I just want to see statistically how deep he would have gotten. Like how <laughs> where would he be statistically? That's I really I just want to know. That's what I want to know. I really How'd that cross know. your mind, man. What's wrong with you? Because I've definitely thought about it, and I was like, the risk the risk isn't worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, it's not the, it's not, it's not even like it's being disrespectful. I know, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I'm not going to. Cause there was some years he missed due to it. And then like you could talk about like his business life after and how that would be affected. Or you can focus on like his on court play and maybe like he missed out on some championships or I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't I just, I just, I just want to know if somebody's going to do it. But, uh, All right, let's, is that let's it? end the podcast. I'm gonna say, is that it? <laughs> That's it, yo. Uh, listen, man, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. You low, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I enjoy listening to myself on this podcast. I usually, I ain't myself. gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, yo. I'll be editing it, the podcast, and I catch myself listening to it. I'm like, yo, let me hurry and put this shit out real quick. I'm bugging real quick. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. <laughs> let me hurry and chop this up and, and put it out. Yeah, I'll be bugging. Yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, if you guys haven't already, man, drop a five star of like or on whatever platform you're watching. Hopefully, by the time next podcast comes out, we hear back from Spotify and we could be back up on there. Because I know some people hit me up like Agent Yo, when you can be on Spotify, soon come. Uh, and on that note, Loa, any last words? Nah, man. Um, I mean, at, 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 wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I, I got no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I do want to say this because I definitely don't want to make it seem like because I feel like I haven't said this yet. Um, congratulations to the Warriors. You know, I don't, I don't think. Oh, I've, we definitely I, have not congratulated. Them. Yeah, I don't, that's, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've done that yet. So, congratulations to the Warriors. Congratulations to Nick Young and Javale McGee. Yeah. That's to, Ni- to Nick Young and Javale McGee. Jesus Christ. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace, peace, peace. I'm not gonna do. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. go back and forth. But you know, you just because you, you're stealing my because it's my, mine now. You're stealing my it. swag. <laughs> Kill yourself, man. <laughs>